First things first, Alabama State Bar Rules of Professional Conduct, Rule 7.2e, requires the following language in all attorney communications. No representation is made that the quality of legal services to be performed is greater than the quality of legal services performed by other lawyers. I'm Harry Steele, Backwood Southern Lawyer. My buddy Paul Rip from the Rip Reports on the line with us. Sound off, Paul. All right, I'm here ready to go in fair hope. And uh, Captain Rains Russian. Houston Bureau Chief. You still alive out there, Reigns? Yeah, we holding it down. All right, so uh, unless you have been listening to this show for about the last three weeks, you are probably short on toilet paper. What else do we tell people to get? Their medicine, toilet paper, hand sanitizer, M95 masks. Uh, yeah, you know, be ready. And, we're uh, short on that because we're uh, two months behind any reaction to it. Right. So uh, Alabama now has 81 confirmed cases. One is a prison worker. The other is a nurse. Well, not the other. Another one of, of note is uh, an East Alabama Medical Center uh, nurse. And uh, Florida is up to 520 cases. Mississippi, 80. And of the 13,000 cases in the U.S., 6,000 are in New York State. Um, San Francisco is under a shelter-in-place order. I think New York State went to that today. Uh, global death today topped 10,000. Um, yep. And so now that we've kind of recapped everything that's going on nationally, let's talk about some things going on locally. So I know you guys tuned in on Wednesday, thir- Tuesday for the Bowen County Commission e- uh, broadcast from the EMA that was nothing more than a it was a big waste of an hour of my life to watch and then of course the next morning they had an emergency meeting they asked the governor to close the beaches it turns out uh, in that in that broadcast on Wednesday uh, the Convention of Visitors Bureau Director Herb Malone said that we have uh, uh, 70% occupancy. We're not in a hundred percent range. I'm full of bull telling people stuff like that. They're, they're only at 70% occupancy. And of course, every, of course, now everybody's closed the beaches. The governor has closed, uh, it's takeout only in restaurants. The beaches are closed. You're not supposed to be within in, in groups of more than 10. I think the lifeguards are enforcing that down there. And today at noon, I was watching uh, a Scambia County, and they closed all their beaches, uh, the save right. uh, save Pensacola Beach. Yeah, but the beaches in in Alabama now she closed them all of them, everything. Right. Not, yes. But what yeah, I'm getting at is, Santos has issued an order that says that uh, all public beaches are to be closed in the state of Florida. Right. Okay, but but what I'm getting at is it, it's it's all this piecemeal bull, bull crap. Um. So. Here's my prediction. Um, we got about 40,000 people down here that don't belong. Now, we don't know if they brought the virus with them or if they're getting it down here and taking it back home with them. But potentially, the, the, these idiot people, uh, local government officials who fooled around with this may may end up often more people than uh, the, you know, the Spanish flu before it's over with. Just on because of their incompetency and in inactivity, um, you know when well, when the governor's uh, got to come in and say close the beaches, that is just you know 
They should have closed. They should have closed the beaches when they closed the schools. I don't know what they were thinking. All right. So let me uh, let me let me put this out there, and I, I'll I, I, I'll apologize in advance because I, this is something that we should have discussed before, but we were a little hasty in getting together today. There's going to be 25 years of laying blame on this thing. Yep. And there's going to be no doubt decades where people study this in history books about this is what happens when you don't take action. I think we've made it clear who the culprits are that didn't take action. And I don't think it's going to do us a lot of good or our listeners any good to continue to berate the governments that made poor decisions. I think we should serve more as a public service uh, platform to lead you to where you can go to get help, where you can go to get supplies, where you can go. Let's offer solutions and not blame, because I think we've done, if, if you're the type of person, and I, I did this today on my social media, I said, if you're the type of person that cannot do anything in this situation, but try to support failure, I've got no time for you. I got no time for you. I'm not going to waste my mental resources or emotional resources on you. If you're supporting something that was an absolute failure, just because you're, well, whatever, I won't go deep into that, but I think we can do more by supporting efforts to succeed and efforts to relieve than we can supporting waving the flag, hey, you failed. Yeah. And there'll be plenty of time for that in the future, I think. I, 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 think I couldn't agree with you more, but I think we need to document for the record. Um, and I look at these videos as historical records of what's going on, and I think um, this will lead people to to elect more responsible leaders. I I would I would hope I mean, that that's the only thing I'm trying to underline. So oh, absolutely, I would agree with that. Okay, well, that's well, the only uh, reason I'm trying to underline this. I mean, you know, if these people elect Tony Kennan down in Orange Beach again, good luck. Um, well, the. The one thing that uh, I, I agree with Range too, we're probably we're we're past that point now. Now we're in a very very uh, uh, serious condition. You know, both of us uh, we we're taking on two different views here. One is the uh, um, health, and then the other is the economy. And uh, not that I was worried not worried about the health, but it dawned on me early early on the economy ramifications and now we're beginning to see what they are and anybody that is in business or whatever in 2020 2020 done baby you're going to have to work all 2020 to hope to god you get anything in 2021 i mean it's just we're just going to have to adapt to this and i think that you know living in central america for 16 years and coming back here you see sometimes just how spoiled Americans are. Well, now they're going to find out. But a lot of things are coming about that uh, that also I forecasted, and one of them was today, and that is where, because I had somebody ask me about credit cards, and I said, well, my recommendation would be I would not pay anything on the credit card other than the minimal payment. I wouldn't pay yeah. anything more than that. And I wouldn't pay the mortgage <clears throat> until the last day that it was due because you're going to see mortgage relief and you're going to see credit card relief and you're going to see student loan relief. And indeed today, 
they stepped out three or four different uh, companies. Uh, I can't remember if it was American Express, I mean, uh, Bank of America or who, but the student loans were addressed and the other, the other stuff was addressed. And that, that is what is really uh, where people are uh, not planning. They're looking at the health issue and they're scared to death of that. And everybody is starting to, you know, comply. But my worry is that they have not got their glasses on looking ahead as far as everything that's going to happen with the uh, economy. And I mean everything. Everything is going to be involved from just think about drug addicts, alcoholics, the mental health. All these people are fixing to go into. Oh, I'm listening. I'm in. I'm in the room. You can't talk about me in the third person when I'm present. <laughs> yeah, really, really. But I mean, all of this, all of this is going to come about. Every bit of this. So um, uh, that's that's what scares me the most right now. Now, the case in uh, Harry, the case that they just found here in Fairhope, didn't they at at Thomas Hospital? You scoop me if that's true. That's true. That's true. Okay. I, I was reading that. I was reading that, that. Well, I didn't know if it was one of the two that you were just talking about, but there is somebody quarantined in uh, Thomas Hospital, and uh, that's pretty damn close to the house here. So, right. you know, uh, I can uh, uh, relate to that. Now, we started out March 14th, uh, uh, I think March 14th, we started with, uh, I think it was nine cases that went to 22. The next day went to 24, 29, then to 36. Now we're at 81. So the spread is starting to be realized. But until we get an organized and systematic type of screening and testing, we're not going to know who's got it or who hadn't got it or if this isolation thing is working. All right, so so Mobile County has set up. Uh, I tell you what, let, let, do you mind if we follow my format for a second? Because I'm, I'm gonna get off track. Um, runoff elections have been con- continued to July 14th, 2020. I think that's very ambitious. Um, and I need to uh, play some audio real quick. Just one second. Uh, well, Harry, you are entitled to any animus that's directed against you. Uh, you have no good purpose in any of the things you're doing other than to muck rake around and everybody knows it. Yeah. So, um, as my first public service announcement today, uh, today is mo takeout day in mobile alabama um seeing as all the restaurants are closed the downtown business alliance and the city of mobile have announced today is takeout day so uh if you if you're looking for some grub and you're willing to go outside and and risk uh, uh one of the things i would recommend that you do if you haven't thought about this one of the nastiest damn things in the world is money currency so use your card if you're going to go to do the do the takeout thing um Let's see, uh, and I showed a picture of it just to, I, I, I did scroll some photos here just a minute ago, and after giving y'all what for, especially Paul, about breaking his quarantine, I did break my, 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 my self-imposed isolation yesterday because we are having a tremendous blood shortage, um, especially now that, you know, people aren't going to be at work, and when the blood mobile comes around, it's not going to get replenished. So I, I'm O negative. I'm the universal donor, and I haven't given in about two months, so I was due, 
and uh, I went and gave yesterday. And I, let me tell you this: they followed me around with a with a bottle of something, spraying it on everything, uh, and and not just me, everybody in there. So I felt I felt completely safe. And uh, of course, you know, they're are they on sixty four, Paul, right there before you get to thirteen to the traffic circle. What's that Who's little complex? The uh, Life South Blood Centers. I believe it's off sixty four. Oh. Just Google, Google it, Life South Blood Centers, and go give. Um, it doesn't cost anything, and we're gonna need need this blood for just regular medical emergencies, not necessarily anybody with COVID nineteen. But we're we're tremendously short. Um, yeah. So, just want to talk some numbers real quick. Uh, there's been a forty percent increase in it, and you know that's anecdotal. They may have gone from three to five. Forty percent increase in Lee County. Um, there is, uh, it, and that appears to be community spread. This uh, strict health orders that we talked about last time that were in place for Jefferson County and all surrounding areas have been extended to the rest of the state. Um, gatherings of more than 25 people. Now, Reigns, let me tell you what that means. They don't give a damn if it's a production line at uh, Mercedes or a church group. You're not supposed to be in uh, or or a restaurant. Um, twenty five people, more than twenty five people, should not be in one structure at one time. I think is how they're trying to get it get at it. And then the governor, of course, closed all the beaches yesterday. Um, and this is something that Doodle came up with. She thinks they need to limit the number of people that can come into a Sam's Club or a Walmart. Do y'all think that's prudent? Um, I, something like that, I believe. As far as business to business goes, um, I think a lot of business, for example, the, the HEB uh, grocery store chain here in Texas has taken upon themselves to limit the number of people who can come in and out of the store. And so, they so are doing it. One more time, it's, like, it's self-imposed by the business to protect their workers. Yeah. And that makes a whole lot yeah. of sense. Um, so, uh, my source, my anonymous source at the County tells me, um, so, so mobile, they've set up at lad people stadium and the Coliseum. Everybody's sitting there waiting. Guess what they're waiting on, Paul? What? The damn test kits. Everything's well, not only that, set up. We don't kits. have any tests. Well, some of the test kits are not being returned, uh, on a timely basis either. You got some people waiting 72 hours and they still don't have the results back on the test that they were doing. Now, according to the website for the Alabama Department of uh, uh, Health, Public Health, they're only testing about 100. This is out of the Lanyap article, COVID-19. That's by Dale Leash. Yeah, that's Jason a good one. Johnson, times. That's a very good article, people. If you get your Lanyap, it's a centerfold article. But uh, they're only testing 150 patients a day on an average, and the results are taken anywhere from 24 to 72 hours. However, Alabama was one of the last states in the United States to begin widespread testing, which state health officials have been criticized for. Uh, now, they have set up two telephone numbers that would be helpful to people of um, um, the one in, uh, let's see, be sure I get these two right here. One of them, and this is for uh, Mobile, is 888-264-2256. And then the one in Baldwin County 
is 251-410-6243. And that's, uh, both of those are, are information, uh, lines. And, um, uh, and Harry already mentioned the, uh, uh, changing the uh, runoff, which we'll get back into in a minute, from the uh, 31st of this month to July 14th. Okay, so I got, uh, there's a public, there's a, there's a little, uh, I guess it's an info card that the Alabama Department of Public Health put out. It says, love thy neighbor across the top. And it says, by offering to deliver groceries to those in in high-risk groups, like a porch drop-off, and identify neighbors who may need assistance, getting their medications refilled. If you have any old folks around your neighborhood, um, you know, go over there, knock on the door, talk to them through the door, and uh, if you can help them try, share local resources with those without access to the Internet, call your neighbors to chat, uh, check on anyone who may be alone, and, of course, wash your hands, use hand sanitizer, and if at all possible, stay at home. And if your grandparents don't not be babysitting your grandkids for your uh for your kids at this time. You don't want to be around those kids. Uh, you could infect them or they could infect you. Correct. Let me, let me say this. This is a caveat that my wife and I discussed, and I've discussed in the social media with a number of the groups that I belong to on Facebook and Twitter and everything else that are service-oriented. Everybody wants to help. Everybody wants to, be, everybody wants to be part of the community in this trying time. Everybody wants to, hey, I'll volunteer to go get groceries. I'm telling everybody that's listening and paying attention right now, do not volunteer to do any of that stuff unless you understand and completely have your head wrapped around the concept of non-transmission. I've used this analogy before. I used it with my wife to explain to her the other night, and I'm going to use it with the listeners and watchers now. If you are a responsible gun owner, you know to handle every weapon like it's loaded. Every single time you pick it up, you wouldn't set it down. You wouldn't just hand it to somebody. You check it. Every time you handle a gun, make sure you handle it like it's loaded. This is the same protocol. If you assume, if you want to get out there and help, if you assume that you already have it, act like you've already got it and don't want to transmit it to anybody else, whether you have it or not. That will get you in the right mindset of how to help people and how to go out because we don't want you doing more harm than good. If you're going to go out and want to help your elderly neighbor get their groceries, make sure you're protecting them from getting the virus. Don't worry about yourself because you're acting like you've already got it. Act like you don't want to transmit it to them. That way you'll have proper personal protective gear, you'll maintain the proper distancing, and you'll make sure that you're doing things the right way instead of further contributing to the cause, even though you have a good heart about it. Okay. So I, so after being chastised by my co-host, um, I do have some helpful information that nobody else has. I would imagine. So sixty-seven of I'm sorry, sixteen of our sixty-seven Alabama counties are now eligible for SBA economic injury disaster loans. While the statewide declaration for Alabama is still pending, thanks to declarations in Florida and Georgia, the 16 counties that border those states are now eligible for SBA economic injury disaster loans. Um, and I, I have no sense in going through them. If you know anything about Alabama geography, you know if you're covered or not. 
Uh, when applying for COVID-19 disaster declarations, please only select economic injury. When inquiring about your business losses, apply at http colon forward slash forward slash disasterloan.sba.gov forward slash ELA forward slash. So we'll, we'll share that on our Facebook page. Um, but I did want to put that out there. There is a map. And, um, of course, everybody that borders Georgia and everybody that borders Florida are eligible for that. Um, Paul, did you want to run over the Fairhope closings again? Or I don't think it's necessary. Everybody can assume everything's closed and all. And, uh, well, the one, uh, yeah, yeah, everything is closed. And uh, the one thing that, uh, of course, was the biggest closure in Fairhope that they uh, – really had to agonize over uh, social distancing written by Gabe Times. Again, Lanyap Fairhope agonizes over arts and crafts. You know, that's like a 68-year-old event brings in almost 200,000 people a year. And thank God the uh, mayor stepped out there first. Yeah, and, so uh, so can I comment on that for a second? I, I love this analogy. Uh, while the t- Titanic's going down, the council was fighting over deck chairs. Well, not only that, but Councilman Brown and Councilman Burrell, they wanted to go ahead with it, along with the uh, the promoters of the, uh, of the show. Uh, they had to be talked back out of it. So uh, I'm glad that the very, very rarely does the council finally agree with the mayor, uh, even though she's right nine out of ten times. This time they did. All right. And uh, the most conservative one of all of them, uh, Mr. Kevin Boone, is the one that said it would be totally irresponsible. So I'm glad to see that uh, some members of the council acted in the right way and supported the mayor and and that finally being uh, canceled because now as we see it now, it would have been a tremendous mistake to go ahead with it. So are y'all ready for some, uh, for a headline? Yeah. Mercedes Benz suspends production in Vance, Alabama for two weeks. So, uh, so in an announcement this morning, the company said the gradual halt would last for an initial period of two weeks. The halt is due to the worsening situation over COVID-19 in North America. Announcing Announcement also affects Mercedes-Benz in Charleston, South Carolina. Earlier this week, Honda announced it would suspend production at its Lincoln, Alabama plant beginning March 23rd for six days and plans to return Tuesday, March 31st. I don't think that's going to happen. And then Honda's Montgomery manufacturing plant also closed after an employee tested positive for coronavirus. So now that uh, now that industry is being affected, let me and and I hate to comment on this. I know it happens all the time, and and I'm, I'm sure it's some Fox News or, or Russian bot bullshit. But um, I read where several of our legislators dumped a bunch of stock right before the presidential announcement. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, no. But that sure wouldn't surprise me because anybody looking at the stock market was probably in a pretty much of a panic mode. So, Range, you're probably the only person that's going to remember this. Do you remember when Newt Gingrich was the Speaker of the House, and I believe it was the 101st Congress that did the contract with America? Do you remember that? The contract on America, absolutely, yes. I could have sworn this was one of the issues that was taken up in the contract with America, or, yeah, contract with America. 
That's what it was called. And I could have sworn that that insider information being used from that point forward, uh, you know, there's a reason Nancy Pelosi's husband's one of the most successful hedge fund managers on the West Coast of the United States. You think he's just fantastic, or do you think he knows something? Yeah, and I can't I remember that uh, representative that uh, was just convicted six or eight months ago uh, for passing on um, insider stock information. Damn it, I just can't remember his name right now, but it, he has just been found guilty of the same thing. All right, so I got to tell y'all about something's going on in my family right now, and I'm not going to say which one of my aunts it is, but one of my aunts, she had a trip like yours, Paul. She's been in New Zealand for a month, yeah, three weeks, and uh, hell, I thought she was back before all this broke broke loose. I sent her a text the other day, and she said, "No, I'm still here." So this morning, I get a text about an hour ago. She's landed in San Francisco. She's made it to breeze through customs, all that stuff. She was waiting on a 10:40 flight. I don't know. I, that's probably about right now with the time change or maybe an hour or so ago, and she's flying into Atlanta and then going to connect and, and end up in Pensacola. Um, yeah. And, uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Was she tested? No, she's not sick. They don't have enough tests to give people that aren't sick tests. Yeah, correct. Those are reserved for people who are about to croak. Right. Um, right. Oh, and, and so Paul, I, uh, I have to give a, a special thank you to, and I know I, I know you have a beef with him because you didn't get a response on your on your uh, on some of your veterans issues with his office, but Congressman Bradley Byrne uh, helped one of my family friends uh, get the hell out of Angola. He's a uh, works for a, he's a petroleum engineer over there, and yeah. um, and you know that's the kind of thing that's the kind of thing that that. That, that these congressmen need to be doing for their constituents instead of standing out there in front of a camera. They need to be working and helping people. And, um, right. yep. and that, that's the kind of leadership we're looking for. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you. Thank you, Congressman. We really do appreciate that. Um, back to uh, one, one more issue. The, the Scambia County Commission, uh, their meeting this morning, guess who they were being addressed by? Who? The director of the of Sacred Heart Hospital over there, and he's going close the beach, and they're going. We have, you know, well, yeah, we got this one beach open, but it's mostly locals. You know, all the all the tourists are going home. Just total incompetence, and I and I hate to keep coming back to that, but damn, guys, I mean that. When a guy like Trump gets it, it scares me that some somebody who's a banker on the uh, Escambia County, Florida County Commission Board doesn't understand what's going on. Well, nobody said Trump got it. Yeah. Well, at I don't believe you got at it. At least he's listening he sure, to people sure around him. Well, he didn't get it. No, he's. are you joking? He just an hour and a half ago stood up and made like five statements of fact, and then his advisors, Dr. Aiken, Fauci, and the rest of them went up and countermanded them and said, no, that's not the case at all. Right. Okay. Well, let's, let's talk about, let's, let's talk about news as it is today. And the fact that when I read the New York times or Fox news or whatever the hell it is, you have to be able to interpret what's being said and holistically out of that press conference, 
I feel <laughs> like there are people who are competent in position. Maybe you know, I'm I, I'm not saying he's John F. Kennedy during the Cuban Missile Crisis, okay? But at least there's some people around him who seem to understand that this is going to be an S storm like we've never seen, not in our lifetime. Yeah, yeah, and that's and that's fantastic. But I think the president of the United States is fairly a good, fairly is a fair good representation of the leadership that you're dealing with, especially in South Alabama, who are absolutely head in the sand on this, control worried only about their pockets, worried only about their image, and not about public health. And that's right. representative of that. And I'm telling you right now, I, I did this today on my, and I mentioned it before. If you're going to stand up and support what's happening in the White House right now. And the things that our president's saying, I got nothing else for you. I got nothing. I got no more resources for you mentally or emotionally. I'm done. And you're not, I, not I you're not listening if you're believing. I mean, you're right, Reigns. I mean, I I've just sit there and go like, my God in heaven, what in the world is going on? I've never heard any and these news blips that he keeps giving, and he then he totally counters everybody, and they're all standing there shoulder to shoulder. Yeah. I guarantee you right now, three kids in a trench coat sitting on each other's shoulders could have more empathy for the American public and better leadership qualities for this country right now than the man that's president. And I'll fight anybody that says otherwise. Yeah. All right. So you want to move on to a couple other things? A couple Eric? other things. Uh, here in Baldwin <laughs> County, now, Range, you explain this. To, now, I know we got poor people everywhere, okay? But th- this shutdown just happened on Monday. And Prodigy Pantry down here in Spanish Fort is handing out food in the damn lines around the block. Right. Um, yep. The Ball County School System. Uh, go go check out. We'll we'll share the link on our Facebook page. Um, they are Mobile and Ball County are are passing out brown bag lunches. Um, and but you need to check the location to make sure that your local school is doing that. It may be some of the larger. I I, I just can't imagine every school in Baymanette is handing out lunches. I'm sure it's one or the other of them, and I'm sorry that I can't pass that information on to you right now. Um, so let's talk about uh, spread pace. I love math. I love infographics. If you if and anybody can do it right now, just go to Google and click on images instead of search and put in uh, Italy versus USA coronavirus, and it's going to give wait, you wait, wait, stop, yep. stop, stop. Good no, point. that's not a good idea because if you look for broad based stuff like that, you are susceptible to misinformation. If you want accurate leading statistics. I'm look not. at cdc.gov or look at World Health Organization. Yeah, but dude, that's use three, their infographic. It's that's a, that, that's terrible information too because it's 3 weeks behind the curve. Here's what I can tell okay, you. So, Go look at well, the infection well, rates in Italy. Go look at the timeline and we are exactly on the mark. They, go look at the one from 3 weeks ago. It says this week we'll have 3,000 infected people. Okay, well, if you I've looked at a lot of different uh, podcasts and different ones. The one that I find to be the most up-to-date, intelligent, non-political, and good medical advice is uh, Sanjay Gupta, S-A-N-J-A-Y Gupta, G-U-P-T-A. His podcast and his information is every day. It is 
uh, uh, updated and it has the best information that I've seen. If you're looking for information, that's right, so, I would. So let me let me be clear. I was not trying to tell people to go rely on this exclusively. I said, if you want to see what the spread rate is did in Italy and what it's on track to do here, and a good reason for you to stay your butt home, go look at this chart because it, because it is anecdotally indicative of what is going to happen here. There's well, no reason to think. I know, it, I know what you're saying there because you, you know, and I think this is the reason why a lot of people are, you know, saying, oh, this is overblown, this and that and everything else is because we are looking at hypotheticals that have already come about. And people just, you know, they're looking at hard numbers like the number of cases, number of deaths, and then they're saying, oh, well, you know, that's not so bad. That's not so bad. But they don't understand the, the curve in this thing and how people get affected. So infected. Right. So uh, uh, that 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 is the biggest misgiving right there that and the ones that are say 25 years and younger thinking it in the beginning that they were immune to it which is totally absolutely wrong so here's Uh, something else they may wish they were dead so here's something else that i've seen and i don't know if it's true or not um it's my understanding that uh, it's kind of like having polio uh, yeah, you'll survive, but one leg's going to be substantially shorter than the other, or your your rib cage is going to be disformed. Or um, so every time you come in contact with some kind of pathogen, there there's potential for tissue damage, and especially right. in tissue like this very delicate, like uh, your lung tissue. So yeah. I, I've got a feeling that we're going to, you know, it, yeah, you may survive, but you can't ever walk up a damn flight of stairs again without huffing on a puffer or uh, walking around with oxygen on you. And, and yeah, yeah, that's absolutely right. And I don't think yeah. that we've seen enough cases to know what percentage of those kind of people are going to be permanently debilitated by this thing, even if you survive. Well, surely you'll, the majority of us will survive this thing, and if, even if we got it. But there are risk factors to take into consideration, and if you if you have somebody like Paul that you want to see around for at least another season of Backstory Podcast, by God, stay home and don't go bother. You know, don't take the the grandkids over there to see the grandparents. If Dump, you have any dummies, that, uh, if you have anything that's a uh, health issue and you're uh, over seventy years old, that has weakened your immune system. That's why it affects those people. So. It, it, cancer victims and stuff like that they need to be especially cautious about staying not six feet away from people just stay home just wait just right. out. you know during world war ii everybody went to war during vietnam everybody went to war now we're asking the country just to stay home for a couple of weeks and cooperate you know well so it is a war so I'm always looking for one more thing to do. Um, I started my Red Cross certification yesterday. I, anyway, I was certified as a governmental liaison officer about 10 years ago, and I let it lapse when I moved back home and started practicing law. Um, but, I, you know, I don't know if they activated. Would I go? Probably. But, but and, and I know this is all anecdotal, okay, guys? But when we look back at what happened before, in in a in a time when people didn't move around on bullet trains and airplanes and everybody had a car um 
the the Spanish flu hit in the spring initially, and um, it was pretty bad. And then it came back around during August, September, and that was even worse. And then when it came back around the second time, December, January, that's when everybody got laid low. So, uh, and another thing that I that I noticed in epidemic epidemiological studies was the city of Baltimore, Maryland. Um, they had uh, in, during that first spring. Uh, just imagine a sine wave; it goes up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down. And what happened was, after four weeks of of self isolation quarantine, people just said, "Hell, I got to go back to work." And that's when it took off. That's when their fatality skyrocketed. So yeah. I, I'm just hoping that people will hang in there. This is serious. Nobody's kidding about it. Um, I don't think, you know, this surely to goodness, there aren't any 10 full dirt bags out there that still think this is some kind of hoax. Oh, I'm, oh, no. I'm quite there's sure plenty there's of a bunch of people that don't think that think it's a hoax. And there's a bunch of people that are so scared to death for their jobs that if there's, a, if they have any ability to work at all, they're going to work because they, they don't have, they won't have any money. So that's going to be the test is to, to shut everybody down and so, it's uh so have you been be hard have you ever been to the flat earth society uh subreddit no but i know what you're talking about yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh. all right paul so so tell us uh anything else from the land app that you wanted to tell us about today yeah oh uh, don't tread on me uh written by john mullen and gabe times it's uh two bills that are Bills that are offered annexation protection for landmark districts. Uh, State Representative Steve McMillan from Foley is working on a bill to create a Josephine landmark, uh, which would put some restrictions on annexation uh, if if it is approved in the uh, Alabama legislature. Uh, the new then there is another bill that is being put forth by Mr. Joe Faust, or State Representative Joe Faust. Fairhope, and it's making its way through the legislature, and that's for the Barnwell Landmark uh, District. So, Paul, Paul, I read that article, and one of the things yeah. that one of the arguments in there is that there is there is no basis for a landmark district under Alabama law. Correct, correct. This is a move. This is just this something is a, that they made up, kind of like the uh, major crimes unit. <laughs> Uh, well, it's their arbitrary. What's come up with is that to, to do these landmark districts, they've come up with arbitrary boundaries, you know, that they made themselves. Right. And introduced these bills. But what gets me is that we have Senator, uh, I mean, Representative Steve McMillan from Foley and uh, Joe Faust from Fairhope, and they're introducing these bills, but yet none of them are saying anything about Baldwin County sewer. And all of the and no sewer regulations or anything else. They come up with these proposals and legislation without any of the citizens knowing anything that is is going on. And um, the mayor Wilson now Fairhope, she's been a vocal critic of the plan and wrote a proposed resolution against the landmark uh, district, and that has been supported by twelve of the fourteen municipalities except for. Uh, Locksley and of uh, Silver Hill, 
and her resolution claims that landmark districts are not a recognized legal entity, what you're saying, under the law of Alabama, and the sole basis of creating a landmark district appears to be to prohibit the municipality from annexing any property within uh, by local acts of the legislature. So, Paul, uh, do, now, do you agree with me that this is paradoxical? They think by excluding the city of Fairhope, uh, Fairhope's ability to annex them, that that's going to stave off development. What I think is going to happen is Baldwin County Sewer Service is going to go in there and it's going to be Katie bar the door on development in that district. What do you think? Absolutely. Absolutely. This is all smoke and mirrors. And they, these people are, are in the, in the range rushing, uh, what'd you call it? Uh, medical cannabis for veterans club. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the idea that that's going to happen is, is out there, man, way out there. This, the, the last legislative piece of, uh, uh, property in Fairhope that was annexed was the Walmart. And that was a complete fiasco. They opposed the Walmart. The Walmart went in out of outside jurisdiction. They were losing a million dollars a year in taxes. So then they asked Walmart to come into the city after they berated them, not that they didn't want them in the city. And so Walmart said no. And then so finally they legislatively had to go and bring them into the city to get the $1 million, and the end result of that story is that they lost about 5 or $6 million by not putting them in the city in the very beginning. But this, what they are trying to do with the landmark thing would impede uh, uh, any towns from any type of expansion whatsoever, and that's, that's absolutely not fair. And the other not fair thing is that the even though you're not in the, you're not, uh, in the corporate city limits, uh, you're taking advantage of a lot of city services that you're not being paid for. So I can see that if this goes through, then somebody comes back like Mr. Elliott and says, the tax man says, oh, well, you know what? We'll roll back those jurisdictional things. And if you want police, you'll have to pay for it. You want fire, you got to pay for it. And then we'll have another whole different argument over that. But uh, I think the landmark district, I'm not opposed to a landmark district either. But don't come tell me that you're going to incorporate, you're going to try to weave in. Look, look, Paul, Fort Fort Morgan needs to be in a landmark district. Fort Mims needs to be in a landmark district. Correct, Um, correct. You know, if we, the damn Texas house needs to be in a landmark district. Um, Right. Okay, so let's talk about Josephine for a second. You know, uh, my family's had a place down there for a long time. And um, so if, it, if everybody's familiar with Pirate's Cove, that's about the only business down there in this district besides Barber, yeah. Barber's Marina. Yeah, right. Range, you know where that is. You've been banned from that son of a bitch too, haven't you? <laughs> <laughs> they still got a picture, a 30-year-old picture of you behind the bar over there. The guy that, the, I, didn't you throw a knife and stick some guy's hat to the wall or some? Or was that a different place we were in? Anyway, uh, I was in the keys. But. That was in the keys. <laughs> but, yeah. So, uh, so, so, Josephine area is near and dear to all of our hearts uh, around here. And um, of course, David. So here's here's the eight hundred pound gorilla in the room. 
Uh, Mr. Barber does not care for his property to be in it. He's already annexed into Orange Beach, okay? So the property right. next to that, where the bridge was going to go from Doc Seafood over that way, is Mr. David Lorenz's property. And Mr. Correct. Lorenz does not want his property in there either. So it's all the little people. Who are gonna, he's, been he's been annexed into Orange Beach. Has Correct. he? I, well, you know, he owns a lot of property over there. All that property that's undeveloped uh, as you go around Ingram Bayou and all that is his. Right, right. So, um, and, and around part part way up Wolf Bay, but then the majority of it picks up with Barber on the other side. So, anyway, uh, I just wanted to kick that around for a little while. I know that some of the people down there are worried that they're going to end up, you know, the, the condominium that we talked about last time, uh, the – phoenix on the bay too which is where the gulf gate lodge used to be you know we're going to be talking about phoenix on the bay 45 and it's going to be where uh you know pirates cove used to be i mean i get it i don't want that either but um the idea well you know maybe and and maybe you get some people once the once you expand the jurisdiction that way you get some leaders on the city council who will work to protect that district and you know they can zone it in such zone it in such a way that it can't be condominiums, you dumb shits. I mean, bingo, baby, bingo. That's what's wrong with the city council of Farrells all the way around. Is it's the city council? Right. This thing should have never even got paper. But the only other thing I got is the Beltway beat by Jeff Four, uh, dirty politics in the age of uh, coronavirus, and that basically is an article about how uh, the first congressional district, that's the one that I'm pretty much looking at, uh, the field at first was uh, County Commissioner Jerry Carl, uh, Bill Hightower, who's the Catalyst candidate, Chris Pringle, Cascarani, uh, uh, and Wes Lambert. And Wes Lambert, and, um, I mean, uh, Chris Pringle and, uh, yeah, Wes Lambert both swung there uh, support to Jerry Carl, uh, and if everything was going pretty good in the uh, primary. They all were good friends, and five of them laughing and high-fiving each other, and the whole mood changed when uh, it got into a runoff. And uh, Hightower went dark side fast. Yeah, Have you seen Hightower, that ad? Yeah, Hightower went for a club for growth action, which is a, a, a federal super swamp pack associated with Washington Bay hey, Club. For hey, they, they endorsed Tuberville last week. Did you see that? Or Monday. That <laughs> yeah. no, was this week. Oh, yeah. They're telling you, they're telling you, Alabama, how they want you to vote. But the one thing I can tell you is that uh, that impresses me is, okay, here we are with this coronavirus. Mr. Hightower is beating up on Carl as much as he can with these uh, black op ads that some of them are absolutely completely ridiculous but what i want everybody to know is that mr carl is the uh, uh president of the county commission over there at mobile and for the last four or five days he has done nothing uh, and he has also worked on the chief of the health uh medical health association they're one of those and he has been every day morning to night working on the coronavirus and trying to help mobile and his constituents. So I hope people remember that, that, you know, while you got one guy running for office, the other one, a public servant, stepped back, and he's trying to protect uh, 
his community and his constituents. So uh, keep that in mind. The last thing we need is a uh, catalyst candidate uh, sending him to Washington, I can tell you. So uh, I want to talk a little bit about my protocol when I leave the house, okay? Um, yeah. So when I leave the house, I put rubber, you know, the uh, not latex gloves. What are they called? Uh, nitrite gloves. Yeah, I put the, put put those on when I get out of the car. Um, whenever I'm doing my transactions, I have them on. Um, when I get back to the car, I open the car door. I take the gloves off, throw them in the floorboard, purell my hands, get in get in the car, drive home, purell my hands again. At the, we have a little breezeway between the garage and the house. We got a little table there, and I got a little purell pump there. You purell hands again. Before you touch the doorknob and you come inside and you wash your hands and typically, uh, oh, and I would also have, you know, you don't want to put a damn rebreather on because unless you're going to the hospital or something, Uh, but I, I, I I did, I did wear, I have a little mask that I could pull up if I needed to yesterday, if anybody got too close to me. Um, one other thing that I'd like to talk about, do you know who the Zach Brown band is out of Atlanta reigns? Okay, so 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 Zach has a uh, has a company uh, that supports a charity called Southern Grind Charities. Have you ever heard of it? Uh, something about it, yeah. Okay, so they so, so he makes knives, right, out of uh, high end materials, and they're relatively expensive. But there are a lot of people that make expensive knives, and they take the money and they put it in their pocket. What Southern Grind Charities does is they have, like, they take under inner-city, underprivileged children on hunting trips. Uh, They have, like, a summer camp for indigent kids over there in Atlanta. Like, 2,000 kids go to it every year. And he was just kicking off his his tour that was supposed to go over the summer and raise money for them. But anyway, if you want to go check them out, they don't make this knife anymore. It was a limited-run production. It's called the Zach Brown Southern Grind Penguin. Um, I held on to it because it was uh, like the first one of the first hundred they made. And um, anyway, they have a really nice knife called the Spider Monkey, which is extremely popular. And um, so, you know, if you got a little extra laying around and you want a nice pocket knife, this is a good good group to help out because they do a lot for the community. And, you know, we have a lot of charities around the country, very few of them located in the southeastern United States, and we need to support these people. Um, there is also a special fund that's been set it up for set up for COVID-19 response uh, with the uh, Baldwin County United Way and um, a organization near and dear to my heart. And um, we will be sharing that on our Facebook page as well so um, so that you can get all those resources um, rem- remember 211 if you need information. Um, check out the, I'm, I'm going to give you one more phone number. Um, the Alabama Department of Public Health, their co- co- COVID 19 24 7 hotline is 888 264 2256. And they'll be able to tell you testing sites and hours of operations and all that related to testing in Alabama. Um, all I can tell you is they ain't no test. There's no mass public testing going on in Baldwin County right now, and they haven't even identified a site yet, according to my little bird. 
Well, but put us about past where we were. Uh, uh, I do want to say uh, congratulations to Fast Story Podcast. They had uh, 247 people on there as as of about a week ago. Now it's 386. That ain't bad. So, uh, Nope. All right. Well, you guys are, your phones are starting to sound like crap. Somebody's got their speakerphone on. That's why. No, it's, it's the network overload, man. Network. Well, and, and, and continue to expect that. Now, uh, this little number right here, well, and I just knocked the damn thing off. Anyway, it's a dual band, uh, FN transmitter. It's actually a ham radio. These uh, Beafang little five, I think it's called a five R five, and um, you know it, you have to have a license to use a ham radio, but you know if it's the apocalypse and a million people are dead, I seriously doubt that FCC is going to show up and write your ass a ticket for listening in to to ham signals. Um, you can probably, listen to shortwave radio all you want. You have to have a license to broadcast. To broadcast, correct. And, but like I said, if, if it's, if it hits the fan and we got a couple of these just so, you know, if cell phones go out and somebody, we need to communicate, um, and we may set up a particular band for people to monitor. I'm just trying to see what's, what's available in the legal bands that we can talk on. So if anybody knows anything about shortwave radios, if, uh, if anybody is, is in an amateur radio club and has any information about it. Send us a link on, on our Facebook page so that uh help me shortcut this because I've got enough damn technical things to have to know about and learn about and keep in my head to have to program a daggum radio. Um oh, and they'll give you a free t shirt if you go give blood. Y'all, right. y'all can't see that. I have a the, the the friends version of the uh yeah, it looks like the, the friends logo on the front, the blood donor. And then it's yeah, yeah. So everybody go get blood. Um, if you're not ill, and uh, if it's if you're in a place where it makes sense, if you're in a place where there's, if if you're in Auburn, Alabama, I wouldn't go get blood. You know, it's inside the healthcare facilities. But uh, down here, give away, give all you can if you think it's prudent for you. They do any type of testing before you do the give blood, or they ask any questions or tests. Oh, or they do all. They, of course, they take your temperature and anyway, you hadn't given blood in a long time. Uh, you don't. They don't. So now you go in and they give you a tablet and you kind of do the little questions yourself. And, and Rain's, you're familiar yeah. with these. Um, have you taken sex for money? Uh, you know, money in exchange for sex, even once and. You know, those kind of questions. Have yeah. you ever had Gillian Barre syndrome or, you know, some obscure disease, yeah. mad cow? Have you yeah. ever lived in, they ask you all those questions. Um, maybe they should start asking And maybe it was one of them that I had, had well, yeah, had you traveled outside the United States recently? So, um, but yeah, go give blood. We're, we're definitely going to need that. Uh, any more, uh, words of wisdom guys besides. Oh, well, isolate? Uh, I want to remind everybody that uh, you're supposed to be sitting still. A lot of people are going to be doing a lot more reading and trying to <laughs> hope that you will uh, check out our past podcast. Check out the report.com, the rip report and Baldwin County legal legal on uh, 
Facebook. We're still in the congressional race, and we've got some municipal elections coming up, so a lot more going on than just the virus. And uh, uh, good luck to everybody, and uh, listen to uh, the listen to what is suggested uh, handling this, and that is to uh, stay at home, self-quarantine yourself. And like I said again, and the reason I say it is I know several parents that are doing it, if your grandparents do not go babysit, that defies the entire purpose of what they're trying to do. I know it's yeah. a hardship on your family, and you want to see your grandkids, and I do too, but you might be giving them the the virus and not even knowing it. So God bless everybody. And back to the short that we produced the other day, stay healthy. Um, Range, quit smoking yeah. damn cigarettes. Get you some dip. At least it's not going to hurt uh, your lungs. Yeah. And, oh, and, and, you know, it's hard to roll up. Well, and, you know, keep lit. Your lungs, just like your liver, will recover if you'll give them time. Right? Actually, actually I've heard some pretty astounding uh, data on uh, cigarette smoking. Like, you can smoke for 20, 30 years, and within 30 to 45 days, you can clear out any residual that you've got, unless you've already got cancer. I've heard. I've heard. I'm thinking on. I'm thinking on cancer. Who, who wants to live through forty, fifty more years of this bull crap? I do. <laughs> I do. I've Absolutely, I do. I've had a pretty blessed life, man. I sit around thinking some of the things I've done and living in Central America and all of that. No, man, I'm not done at all. All I right. Got, uh, well, I to be around for this election. I got to kick out the Fair Oaks City Council. They're all catalysts. <laughs> yeah, I'll back I'll back off to a pack a day just so I'll be around for that. Thanks, Reigns. Thanks, Reigns. All right. Well, uh, yeah, the little things I can do. Well, stay safe, stay isolated, and uh go back and watch uh the the two Friday the thirteenth editions of Backstory Podcast if you want to know what's going on in your sheriff's department and uh law enforcement around the county. Um that that's another thing that kind of worries me is the the jake legs that are going to be in charge if it does come down to quarantine time worries me a lot worries me a whole lot right (laughs) let me tell you when it comes down to quarantine if they shut down this entire nation ain't but one person in charge and that's the person holding the deed to your house that's it you're in charge everybody else can eat it I, that's it. I agree with that. That's kind of what this country was founded on, if nothing else. <laughs> and the last Property rights. And the last thing that I'll say that Reigns and I heard when we were kids, I'm sure, is cash is king. And if you got any cash right now, think twice before you spend it on anything. You better right. really be very careful with your money in the next couple of months. Absolutely. I agree with that. All right. Um, so when we get some more information about this uh, SBA economic injury disaster loan, we will forward that on Mobile County. You are not eligible yet. Um, but like I said, all of, all of the counties that uh, border Georgia or Florida are, and we are one of them. Thank goodness. Um, yeah. All right. It sounds like, BP, it sounds like BP money to me. Well, exactly, and I want to. I want to hear. I want to hear from Reigns before we get off of here. Reigns, I don't feel like I've. I, I don't feel like I've. I've heard the ire that or the angst that you're feeling right now. What What's going on? I don't feel any angst. 
I don't feel any angst because like I said a podcast ago, the time to panic is past. And everybody that said, oh, you're overreacting, oh, you're overreacting, oh, you're overreacting, I'm not reacting at all now. Because I don't think how far down in the fire, I don't, I don't think people realize how far down in the fire we really are. And so I've got no ire. I've got no anger. I'm sitting back just going to watch the whole thing burn. And like my mother taught me, it's not important to be out in the spotlight. It's important to be right. And there I, there I sit in my lawn chair. Yep. So I was in Gulf Shores in 98 for Hurricane George. I can't remember which storm it was. It must not have been a bad one when I was in Conecuh County and then uh, in Etowah County for uh, Ivan and Katrina. And then during Katrina, uh, went down with some volunteers uh, to coastal Miss- Gulf Coastal Mississippi and uh, spent was supposed to go down there and drop off some supplies. Ended up staying down there for ten days, sleeping on a anyway. It's a long story, but uh, and then of course I went to Tuscaloosa for the tornadoes. So I'm a I'm a goer. I'm you know I, it's right. I, as soon as I heard, realized that we're not gonna have court for a month, I got on the internet and started re-upping my certification. Uh, you know we don't have children. Um. I mean, you hate to start doing that kind of math in your head, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I want to go try to help if I can, if I can help locally, that would be a lot more convenient for me. You know what I mean? But everybody needs to try to pitch in and everybody wants to help, but maybe going out there, you know, if you got four kids at home, depending on you, you'd be a fool to go (laughs) volunteer somewhere where you could possibly get sick and bring it home. So take care of your family first. Absolutely. Absolutely. Take care of your family. Take care of yourself. Take care of your neighbors and, uh, be decent to each other. Jesus. I've seen so much recently. I just, you you wonder what's, you know, you wonder what we're devolving into. People beating the shit out of each other over toilet paper at Walmart. My goodness. Um, of course, we saw it in '85 with Cabbage Patch Kids. We're used to we're used to the brawls in the in the supermarket that make no sense. All right, boys and girls, I think I'm done for the day. Um, I will. It's, we're we've been going about an hour, and uh, just so you guys know, on the front end, when you guys were arguing and raising cane, I think we were broadcasting that. So I'm going to go back and cut all that off on the beginning. <laughs> there you go. Um, Good deal. All right, guys. Well, y'all have a good weekend, and um, I will be in touch with you guys for sure. What is Sounds that? good. 28. 28. Beaches down. I think I just named it.